Welcome back to Seven Moons Astrology. My name is Sarah Kirby. Today we're talking about Mars in Gemini. This is a special transit deserving of its own video because thanks to its retrograde cycle, Mars will be moving through the sign of Gemini for about seven whole months. Normally it moves through each sign in about a month and a half, but because it's slowing down from the perspective of Earth as we overtake it in its orbit, we're gonna have this energy stick around for much longer than normal. The retrograde cycle happens about every two years. And so in this video, we're gonna talk about what Mars and Gemini signifies, both you know in a positive and potentially problematic sense for us all on a thematic and collective level. We'll talk about what the purpose or point of a Mars retrograde is and what it tends to effectuate in our consciousness. And then we'll move in to a forecast for all 12 signs so we can talk about specifically how this energy will affect you. And so let's start in the same page here with the dates so that we all know what's going on. Mars has ingressed into the sign of Gemini as of August 20th, 2022. And it's slowing down to move to station retrograde by October 30th at 25 degrees Gemini. So it will essentially transit just about the entire sign of Gemini before it stops from the perspective of Earth and begins to move backwards and retrace its steps all the way until January 12th of 2023, where it will then again station direct at 8 degrees Gemini, which is my ascendant, exactly. So we'll see how that goes, but then it will continue moving in direct motion, moving through Gemini once again before it moves into the sign of Cancer by March 25th, 2023. So we're going to be having this one around for quite some time. Now, Mars is the element of our consciousness which has to do with our motivation and our willpower, our energy, quite literally, is what Mars is all about. It is our individuation, let's say. It's the part of us where we learn to assert ourselves, to say no, to own our power, to create things in our life, to take action, not just to let life happen to us, but to move through life with choice and with confidence, and even in many cases with risk. Because of that, Mars is typically associated with things like conflict because if we know who we are and we assert ourselves and we're willing to say no and to separate and to deny things that aren't in alignment with what we choose and what we want, that can create conflict. And so in traditional astrology, Mars is often associated with war. But disagreement is really what I think of more in terms of Mars on a practical and personal level because Mars, through its associ association to Aries, sits in polar opposite to Libra, which is about agreement and peace. So here is where we choose, right? Mars is about action, it's about choice, it's about personal power. It's the first fire energy if we think about Aries specifically. So on a, in a positive note, I really think that this energy is that hopeful springtime, fresh initiation energy, that feeling in spring where you know that you're about to step into something that is big and blooming and bright and full of energy, and you can feel it just on the horizon. And there's almost this sense of urgency and enthusiasm, enthusiasm to get there, right? That is really what this first fire energy is really all about. It's new ideas, taking fresh steps into something new, new creation, new life, a new reality. And 
it's really a timely transit when we think about the way that Mars conjunct Uranus in the North Node in Taurus has been affecting us all, kind of quite literally forcing us into drastically different realities. So we can sense now that things are transitioning in a way where there's hope to be had, even if there has been, um, for many of us, uncomfortable or potentially chaotic life circumstances. I think we've identified our obstacles now at this point in a way that allows us to kind of reclaim our power and feel the positive new beginnings just over the horizon. But Mars is also associated with Scorpio in traditional astrology. Scorpio is quite different. Scorpio is about death and transformation, and it is fixed water. That means to me, especially as we move into the eclipse season just around the corner here with the Scorpionic energy, that we are still quite literally in the thick of one of the most powerful transformations personally that we've ever had. And we are very much so fixed in the old dying. It's not done yet. It's not done yet. But we probably feel that hopeful spring energy in a sense where we might almost be tricking ourselves into thinking that the hardest parts are are over. And I say that reluctantly because I'm definitely feeling that that fresh spring energy and not wanting to confront the idea that we might still be in the thick of our biggest transformation and that there's still more uh, to let go of. There's still more to release. There's still uh, the the ending part of the transformation hasn't quite finished yet. We're, we're still in that old reality that we're working to liberate ourselves from. And I choose that word specifically because of the Uranus conjunct the North Node and Taurus energy that we've been experiencing. So, you know, you kind of have a combination of that Scorpionic and that Aries energy. A lot of power, a lot of explosive energy with Mars and Gemini. So, you know, we're, we're, what I guess I should say to summarize that point is that we're in the thick of the destruction of the old while starting to really see the light at the end of the tunnel and, and to smell that and to feel eager for that and to take every action that we can to get ourselves there faster. Mars wants it now, right? So we're going to do what we need to do, perhaps quite urgently. And in the process, we might uh, skip some steps. We might do things incompletely, or we might uh, fail to finish things at all. <laughs> but we can, of course, choose to focus and concentrate that power if we lean into the scorpionic side of things. Mars and Scorpio is very focused, very determined, very discerning. And we're going to need to, I think, choose to consciously and with intent focus and concentrate that energy on where our um, personal power is most effective. How are you spending your time? Where are you putting your thought power specifically? Because Gemini is about our intellect and the mind and the thoughts that we have. And there's going to be a lot of demands now for your attention, a lot of people to be talking to, a lot of socialization to do, and a lot of energy that we want to spread all over the place. And because Aries and Gemini are in sextile to one another. I think that more Aries quality is gonna wanna express with Mars and Gemini that, um, and the chaotic side could come out, come out a little bit more. A little scattered, a little overly excited, not finishing things. And so I think one of the ways that we could really 
work with this energy in our consciousness is to really try to focus, be, be full of intent and, and call that scorpionic energy in. Where do I want to put my thoughts? What kind of media do I want to be consuming? Who do I want to be talking to? Where is it most effective? Where can I invest, Scorpio, where can I invest my energy Mars? In my community, with my thoughts, with the things that I consume, the energy that I put out, the things that I create, Gemini, to see the most return. That's how to make the most out of this transit, okay? So you have to make deliberate choice and that can feel kind of hard. The reason why that might feel hard right now is because Gemini is the twins, right? Gemini is in constant internal debate in the mind, right? It's having so much information, so many ideas, so many perspectives, so much evidence that we want to research, that we want to learn, things that we're studying, ideas that we have, people we want to talk to. This perspective seems really good and really sound. This person has a completely contrary idea that I can't decide. Which, how do I make up my mind? Speaking from personal experience with the Gemini energy, it can feel kind of like one day you're completely convinced of one perspective and the next day you're entirely convinced of the opposing view. And so when you have Mars and Gemini, there can be a lot of, let's say, inflammatory, aggressive, potent media, information, ideas, opinions, ideologies, and it can be easy to be swept up and not sure how to make up your mind where to focus your energy, what to work on, which projects are going to be most meaningful now, where am I going to get the most bang for my buck, what needs to happen first, and how do I still myself emotionally, how do I snap out of the racing thoughts and ideas so that I can actually do something with it, so that I can actually materialize it into reality. This is first and foremost a really exciting, playful, social energy. It feels good most of the time. And I want to emphasize that because even though Mars is a malefic energy and we still have a lot of malefic and deeply transformative transits on the way, especially with the Scorpio eclipse season, this is a positive and exciting fresh start kind of energy where we are so excited that we just run away from ourselves. But we need to reel it in because if we move too quickly we can easily get spun up into like a nervous tension that Gemini is typically associated with and we can get all up in the mind and not in the body and then the consequences of that can be more malefic in nature. Sorry, that's my cat if you can hear that meow. The consequences can be more malefic in nature and when Mars goes malefic, what does it do? Accidents, okay? Hurting yourself, sharp objects, conflict, all of those things, okay? Pain, aggression, fights, speaking out of turn. When we think of Gemini, Mars and Gemini, saying things we don't mean and offending people, speaking too quickly and coming off as way too insensitive, um, not researching things completely and just causing all kinds of consequences, taking risks that result in, you know, bad deals, bad, ba bad kinds of, um, sales and interactions with other people. Uh, this could be also 
you know, just getting in fights and conflict and having aggressive types of conversations and communications with the people you're supposed to be most close to, you know, your extended family, your brothers, your sisters, your neighbors, the community that you're in. So you have to watch out for that. You have to temper the ego a little bit and try to slow down. Mars and Gemini wants to talk more than it wants to listen. So we need to try to lean into that scorpionic version of Mars a little bit and be use the curious part of Gemini and the investigative kind of scientific mindset to to observe as much as we output and and to master that powerful potent energy now Gemini is also associated with uh, travel transportation cars vehicles and so this is something that quite literally can facilitate people driving really quickly accidents on the road road rage um, all kinds of traffic and uh, nervousness on the road, snap decisions, risky decisions, moving quickly. And, and I think really the way to um, master that is just to be aware of it and to watch watch your, your own anger on the road, watch your need for speed, watch a tendency to want to rush because if you are in the head thinking about a thousand things, whether it's because you're excited about your new creative ideas or you're in some kind of ruminating internal conflict, you're not in your body, you're not focused, you're in a hurry, and that's when the accidents happen. So we need to be aware of that influence with Mars and Gemini just so that we can temper it and we can bring that conscious intent to master that that influence in our consciousness uh, at this time. Uh, Mars is also uh, kind of an interrupting explosive energy. So in Gemini, the tendency to interrupt people, to have your own thoughts interrupted when you're working on something, your projects get interrupted. And, and so that can be frustrating. That can cause kind of a Martian type of response. And to just try to maintain enough distance from that that you can have some power over it. That's really the best that we can do. But ultimately, I love this energy for the way that it will facilitate conscious creation, new businesses, new ideas, new projects, new friends, new social circles, new people to meet and, and talk with and, and to have fun and to be playful and to explore new ideas. And I hope that we can amplify that part of this energy more than we amplify the disagreements and the fighting and the frustrations and the inflammatory types of things. But, you know, in the media, of course, because the collective will tend to resonate on a lower frequency than we do as individuals. So expect to see inflammatory media, expect to see sensationalist media that's designed to capture your attention and to get you worrying over conflicts that will probably likely be increased uh, in the world globally right now and and watch where you spend your energy and what you're consuming in that regards and uh, watch you know watch how that makes you feel this is an opinionated time so you know it can be easy to get on our soapbox about things that are important to us too you know so Gemini two sides of every coin two um, perfectly plausible and rational expl explanation for any idea right and um big egos to support it with uh, Mars. So we have to watch out for that. But overall, I think that this is um, also a really good energy to facilitate learning and, and new skills and, and um, studying new things, teaching new things. All of those things are really supported. Doing things with your hands, learning skills with your hands. Hands are Gemini. Um, that's also really great.
as well. Good time for that. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about how Mars will interact with some of the other planetary influences over the course of this transit. The main one that I want to bring to your attention is um, really the only one with outer planets that's going to last a little bit longer, and it's way towards the end of this transit um, when Mars will actually be in the third decade of Gemini. So the, the last 10 degrees of Gemini, 20 to 30 degrees, it's going to begin to interact with uh, both uh, Neptune in Pisces and Saturn in Aquarius because both of these platter, uh, planets are at the third decade of their respective signs right now. So this is going to be in March of next year when we are in um, Pisces season. We are going to experience the square of Mars to Neptune. Mars in Gemini to Neptune in Pisces. Squares typically indicate that it's going to be more of a negative manifestation of that energy or at the very least an energy that requires swift choice and action. And when Neptune tends to go negative, it tends to mean misinformation, uh, confusion, martyrdom, sacrifice that uh, maybe we don't really want to make. Um, typically, it's it's a lot of um, illusions and lack of clarity about things, false information. And I, I think information is really key here just because that's what Gemini is all about. So we could see some kind of um, false falsity in the news, falsity in the media. And in your personal day-to-day -day experience, there could be some kind of issues that arise with incorrect information, people lying, maybe not on purpose, could be accidental. Having to make some quick choices where we feel like we, we can't win, we have to sacrifice something that's important to us, or there could be a tendency to just have like an inflamed ego that has you like playing the victim, something like that. So I want you to be aware of that just because throughout the course of this transit, we'll make a lot of decisions, we'll create a lot of things very quickly. We might be moving very fast, very urgently, doing a lot in a short period of time, very excited, taking risks. And then towards the end of this, to me, this feels a little bit like the consequences show up or we see where we uh, perhaps maybe delivered false information or um, are facing some consequences based on consuming information that wasn't correct, whether it was intentional or not. So really it just underscores the point of needing to consciously slow yourself down under this transit so that you can focus and concentrate the power of Mars in the area of your chart that Gemini represents and in your social interactions with other people and the information that you consume. Just be really deliberate. That's a way to use this energy so that you can kind of mitigate as much of that as possible. But in the positive sense, at the very same time, Mars will be in a trine to Saturn in Aquarius. So um, <clears throat> in the collective, to me, this could look like some type, some type of supportive regulation or laws because Saturn in Aquarius, especially, you know, this past two years has had a lot to do with laws for uh, the collective, not just the U.S., but globally. 
uh, regulations and, and rules over society. And so there could be some kind of uh, rules and regulations over the internet, over the news media, something that helps control the spread of lies or um, misinformation. And then you have to watch what that means as well because who's to say what's really misinformation in society these days and so that could be part of where this like neptune illusory stuff uh comes in especially when you look at the way that uh, the powers that be will use astrological transits to their advantage one thing that this could indicate is towards the end of that transit around march time we have some type of laws or regulations or control regimes they can um, effectuate them at that time with Saturn in Aquarius making a positive aspect to Mars and Gemini. That's a time where those laws could be implement implemented more smoothly to kind of control the spread of information in a way that doesn't necessarily benefit people. Uh, so we just have to watch out for that and be aware uh, of the way that that could play out in the collective. But in our personal lives, I think that that's actually a really positive influence for um correcting things in a way that helps us build something that serves the groups that we're a part of in a long-term way, in a sustainable way, and in a mature way. Um, with responsibility for the things that we communicate, for the information that we consume, and for the way that it um, affects people. So I think that that's a good thing. Right? Right. Okay, so now we can get in a little bit. Oh, wait, before I go into the 12 signs, let's talk about the retrograde a little bit. Let's talk about what that means and what it's meant to do. So please don't step on that. Are we good? We're good. All right, still recording. So the retrograde cycle, when Mars goes retrograde, it's all about rebalancing of power, rebalancing of energy, rebalancing of our relationship between self and other whether other is the media and things that we consume, our community and people that we serve, or uh, partnership in relationship, our relationship to self and other. So some of us through this transit will notice that we burn up all our energy very quickly, doing things for other people, getting things done as fast as we can and when it goes retrograde we notice where we need to rein things in focus more energy on ourselves get more control of that personal power and rebalance some of us that are uh super in our power and we're gonna tell it like it is and we're gonna be who we are and say what we want and and um really self-assert are going to notice where we can soften during the retrograde and where we can rebalance and share power a little bit uh more effectively mars is also associated with scorpio which is about sharing and balancing power okay so it's not just about me 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 and what i want it's also about how i can meet your needs as well so it, it's going to be independent it's going to be individual based on what your personal relationship to, to mars is your personal power your energy where you're putting your resources your mental faculties now in gemini and and how you relate that with other people so the retrograde really serves to help us rebalance we learn a lot of lessons very quickly as we blow through mars and mars direct uh, until late october we rebalance that energy we bring it back into harmony and we assess over the retrograde cycle how we can use our energy more efficiently where we have gone astray with our own personal willpower and the way that we assert ourselves whether too much or not enough 
and we get things right so that by the time Mars goes direct again in Gemini and blows through the rest of the sign before moving into Cancer, we can really make a lot of progress and, and, and get things done in a way that, that really works for us. We can achieve a lot under this influence with Mars in the sign of Gemini. So especially when it comes to businesses, selling things, marketing things, learning new skills, and then sharing those skills with other people, studying new information, socializing, making new friends, meeting new communities, all of that stuff is really supported right now with Mars and Gemini. So that's what this is all about. Let's get into the 12 sign forecast so that we can discuss a little bit how this affects each person by sign. It really is ideal to listen to both your sun and your rising sign to get a more complete picture of how this energy will affect you. And then you can listen to your moon sign as well, which is going to be a bit more of a subjective or emotional experience rather than something that is literally happening in your life. You might feel as though these sorts of things are happening. Um, this is how you are responding internally to what goes on in your life as it relates to the influence of Mars in our consciousness um, over the next several months. So let's get into it. So for Aries, Mars and Gemini is lighting up your third house, which is Gemini's house. This is the house of communications, connections with our extended family, projects, businesses, collaborations, new ideas, studying something, skills, courses, foundational learning, media projects, information that we consume and that we share. It's uh, sales, trade, marketing, business, primarily. And so when I think about Mars and Gemini for you, I think that you're feeling really excited, creating something new, feeling very enthusiastic about connecting with people in your community. This is a social energy that has you lit up about sharing what you know and learning from other people. Mars is connected to your first house and your eighth house. So you feel that you are investing in something that is both personally passionate for you and perhaps something that could be lucrative for you um, or for you and a partner later down the road. And so you're excited about this. You feel like you can really make a change in your life with what you're creating here and you go full steam ahead. But you might find that as a result of doing that, you've got all these ideas, you feel a little bit scattered, your energy is being spread all over the place, you are excited and a little bit nervous and on edge, you can get into conflict with your extended family, you might find that there are disagreements, you get really gung-ho and passionate about certain ideas, things that you've studied, things that you believe to be true and correct, and it's important to you to, 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 to stand by that and to assert those things. So you might find over the retrograde cycle, it's time to reassess how you're spending that energy, where you're asserting yourself, what, what information you're consuming and where you spend your energy and communication with other people, what kinds of ideas and, and things are you willing to allow into your mental sphere and who are you willing you know, to really socialize with and, and how can you rebalance your personal power to maintain connections with the people that are important to you, whether it's your neighbors, your family, your siblings, whoever it is. And so that's what the retrograde really helps you to do. And then Mars will go direct again on January 12th and you'll be able to do those things in a much more efficient and balanced way so that you can really achieve a lot between now and the end of March in the area of your third house. 
So for Taurus, Mars and Gemini is your second house. Second house is all about money, the way that you make money, the way you bring in your resources. And it also has a lot to do with your uh, possessions, things that you own, where you derive your self-worth from, things that you find important. It's kind of your, your principles, what, what is meaningful and valuable to you. And the second house is also food and nourishment, the way that you um, feed and sustain your body. So with Mars and Gemini, you might be on some level really learning a lot more about ways of nourishing your body, food sources, and striving to really make a lot of change in that area. Do something new with the way that you nourish yourself. Uh, change the way that you um, get your, your, your food supply or your energy. And then becoming very principled about it as well. This could also have to do with uh, things that you've learned in general that are really important to you. And uh, you might find that you're really willing to take a stand, which is a normal Taurus thing to do, for what is important and valuable to you. And then kind of find yourself in conflict or disagreement with people around you. But I think for most Taurus people, you're going to find that this is you having a lot of ambition and drive to change your circumstances financially, to create more in that area, to change what you do for resources, perhaps with a partner as well. This could be your partner also making a lot of changes to the way that they bring in income just because Mars is uh, correlated to your seventh house of partnership, or you might be working with another person in partnership to really generate some more resources or change the way that you bring in income. So you're probably going to be doing a lot in that area and very quickly trying to get a lot done. So then by October 30th, we start retrograding in your second house and you'll probably have to revisit some of your plans and maybe undo a lot of things that you might have done too quickly, change some things around or reassess how you spend your energy. And going back to the food example, this could be you know maybe tweaking things um, or reassessing how you're nourishing yourself again. Maybe you go too hard too fast and you need to bring things a little bit more into balance. But you'll have figured that out by January 12th as Mars goes direct again so that by the end of March, you can really effectuate a lot of change and achieve a great deal when it comes to how you make money and um, start something new in that area uh, in your second house by the end of the spring. Okay, so for Gemini, Mars is in your sign. This is a seventh month period of holy cow motivation. You've got energy, you've got drive, but you have also got a lot of ideas, more than you normally do. So your tendency to be scattered and unfocused could be amplified now. But if you choose to consciously channel this energy and pull in the more scorpionic influence, you can really laser focus it in and be determined and discerning. But this is going to be a seven month process of really learning how to manage your energy because you've got more messages, more comments, more emails, more work, more things to do, more projects to create, more ideas to pay attention to, more things you're interested in learning, more things you're trying to study, everything that you're reading, things that you're trying to teach, messages you're trying to share, like everything's on 10. And so this is a period of time now where, especially during the retrograde cycle from October 30th to January 12th, you learn how to use your mental energy and power and focus more effectively and more efficiently. That's really what I think this is meant to teach you. Now, Mars is associated with your 11th house and it is also connected to your 6th house. 11th house is friends, social circles, audiences, groups, and communities. So you're liable to be feeling a lot more social around this time, more interested in connecting with people and interested in involving and engaging yourself, excited about connecting with groups of people. And this is 
Also an energy that I think, especially in association with Gemini, really makes me think of social media and internet and really learning how to make sure that you are in your power with that stuff and not at the power and whim of those things. Now, sixth house where you have Scorpio, which Mars also rules, is your work, your health, your routines, your schedule. And so to me, this communicates that you've got a lot of demand on your time and you're learning how to structure your day in a way where you can do the things that have the most impact value and bang for your buck and how to invest your energy wisely, especially mentally, which means what information do you consume and how does it affect your health? What information are you spending your time absorbing and how does that affect your mental well-being, okay? Are you spending your time criticizing or um, getting wrapped up in inflammatory media news and then what does that do to how you spend your day and... You know, there could be a little bit of um, learning to get over perfectionist tendency here as well. But overall, I think by the end of March, you can achieve a great deal under the influence of Mars in your sign. You're going to be learning a lot about how to manage your, your mental power that you've got so much of already as an air sign. You can achieve so much in a short period of time. Uh, and it really could be good for any projects that you feel are important to you. Anything that you're really trying to do in your life in any regard is lit up when you've got Mars in your sign. So it's not specific to one area of life. It lights up the whole chart. So if you're trying to move, you're trying to do something new in your career, if you're trying to you know, achieve more in your relationships, more with your work, whatever it is, your health, all of that gets lit up when it comes to Mars in your sign. And you can do a lot, but I really just want to emphasize that for you. In particular, you need to have a conscious effort to slow down and concentrate that power and keep yourself from getting too spun up and urgent because that's when the accidents happen and those are most likely to occur to you with Mars in your sign. So you want to, you know, slow yourself down and get out of your head from time to time so you don't cut your finger when you're cooking or get in a fender bender or anything like that. To reduce those tendencies, it's all about taking some conscious time to snap out of your head where there's just going to be lots of information, things that you're trying to decide directions you're trying to choose and and um having to make some snap judgments and and finding that difficult it can be easy to just be restless which you already have a tendency to be so you just want to be mindful about that and this will be a time of great creation for you so for cancer the energy of mars and gemini is in your 12th house this is an energy while well, the 12th house has a lot has a lot to do with the subconscious mind it's the dream realm it's sleep it's rest it's time away from the world it's also uh, imaginative creative power and creativity of all sorts it's about uh, spirituality and spiritual practices meditation vacations it's about all of those things but Mars in particular rules your 10th house and your 5th house. So I think what this actually is for you is a lot about um, having some new creative ideas that you're working on behind the scenes. That's something that you're really, really passionate about that you want to be known for, that you want to be recognized for. Something that might be of utility to you in your career. Something that really influences the direction of your life and feels important to you and helps you to create a legacy, legacy that you could feel personally proud of that really lights your light up, your life up with joy but it requires you to take some time out and separate yourself and uh, from the world and really think about what has to end what has to die what cycles need to complete what you need to let go of in order to welcome in those new things that you're really uh, chewing on right now and the best way to do that is to really tap into those 12th house things things so Mars in the area of the subconscious mind can make you have like a little bit of subtle kind of maybe not so consciously aware um, like anxiety, like subtle anxiety that you maybe don't even realize you're having. Like there's just this 
racing going on underneath it all that you need to really consciously choose to slow down through meditation, through yoga, through choosing to rest and sleep. This is an influence that could you could find yourself having your sleep interrupted when you need it most too. So, um, you know, you might find that your sleep is interrupted by external circumstances that are waking you. Maybe it's children, children or fifth house energy. If you've got kids, like they could be waking you up a lot. Or you could find yourself uh, not getting as much sleep because you're in a new romantic partnership and you're doing things in the evening. That's one blatant expression of this energy that I should just call out because Mars uh, is connected to sexuality and so is the fifth house where uh, Scorpio is for you. Or you could be ideating on things for your career and a lot of creative energy and, and you're just kind of up at night just like, whoa, thinking about things and, and not really getting the deepest rest that you need because you're really excited. So, you know, this is a period of time in which you need to consciously slow yourself down and really acknowledge the ways in which you are moving at a very lightning fast speed and uh, learning a lot really quickly. And and the processing time is going to be really important to master this energy over the next seven months. And you will learn that very clearly over the retrograde cycle from late October to January and, and learn how to master those things. It's a period of time in which you can also really do achieve a great deal when it comes to any kind of subconscious healing that needs to be done, somatic healing, the ending of old cycles, and, and just shedding old things when it comes to career, relationships, um, just ways that you've been spending your time that no longer serve you so that you can welcome in a lot of new ideas that are going to bring you so much joy and passion and connection with your community and even big achievements in your career. So this is a beautiful time for cancer. It just means that you're really going to have to be deliberate about slowing yourself down. So for Leo, this is a beautiful energy for Leo. It's making a lot of harmonious aspects with your sun, moon, or rising sign, whichever sign you're listening to as a Leo here, because Mars is in your 11th house. This is an energy that has you achieving a lot, learning a lot, connecting a lot with new friends, new communities, exploring, giving back, and feeling like you've got your tribe, feeling connected and uh just explorative and excited about the people that you're meeting, more enthusiasm for getting out there, meeting people, sharing what you know, learning from those people. And this can be a period of time in which you reap a lot of reward from the effort that you have been putting in to transform your career. You know, you've got the influence of Uranus and the North Node in your 10th house of career. And so especially when Mars was transiting this past month, and, and hitting the, those um, influences, there, there's probably been a lot of sudden changes or unexpected occurrences that you've really been driving to uh, face and figure out in your career or your public reputation or whatever it is. Do something new you know, when it comes to the, the larger direction of your life and um, create something meaningful and liberating and impactful for you in that area. And so you can begin to see a lot of uh, fruits of your labors when Mars transits the 11th house and that could come from your networks and, and the people that you meet and lots of opportunities and things to achieve when you really get yourself out there and connecting with other people but that doesn't mean you won't have your fair share of conflict you're going to come into people who have different ideas and uh, different principles than you and you're gonna you know you might find yourself getting in some type of disagreements with those folks especially you know being that Mars is a social sign that can kind of cause some some tension you know, when people don't agree and you could have a hard time deciding who you think is right and getting caught in between arguments and disagreements with people in your social circle or at work, any of that kind of thing when it has to do with people. But 
overall, I do think this will be a positive influence for you and will probably go pretty well just because it, it is in sextile to your sun, moon, or rising sign. And Mars happens to rule your uh, ninth house. So, you know, lots of travel with friends, you know, getting out there and exploring in groups of people, studying something that's you know really lights you up, that you feel really passionate and excited about, that you can do a lot with, or um, anything like that. Learning a new language, you know, traveling, all of that stuff is ninth house energy. And this could also be reshaping your beliefs and your philosophies and your ethics based on new information that you have um, come into contact with from the people that you surround yourself with. Uh, Mars also rules your fourth house. So this could be, you know, projects uh, with your home, moving into a new home, achieving a great deal, building a home, um, anything like that, expanding your family, or just moving your home and family life in the direction that you have always wanted and dreamed of, uh, because that's what this uh, 11th house energy will mean, kind of like your long-term goals and dreams and aspirations that might have to do with home and family life there. So maybe it's the acquisition of property, or maybe it's moving someplace to study something important for you, or move to a nomadic lifestyle, or just travel and explore new communities, or be closer to friends and um, you might be thinking about those things around this time too. So really the only thing to be aware of with this is I think for you in particular, it's about tempering the ego and the need to be right and the tendency to want to interrupt people and just like exclaim with the ideas that you have and, and, to, and to be so sure and positive that it's got to be your way and you've got to assert yourself and just watch that tendency and try to get that in balance, which is what I think this retrograde cycle will be about for you and you'll really learn how to... I think uh, bring yourself a lot closer to what you've always envisioned for your life by the end of this transit in late March. Now for Virgo, this energy of Mars and Gemini is in your 10th house of career. What a beautiful time to really do a great deal in a short period of time when it comes to your career. You can achieve a lot. It might mean that you're really busy at work, you've got a lot going on, you're doing a ton of new things, new projects, new skills that you're learning to apply to school, to, to your work or the area that's important to you that you, you were really building and creating something for the long term. This is an area of time where you might be working on new marketing for your business or in your role, uh, selling your skills. Maybe you are looking to change careers and you're working on resumes and networking with people. And this could also be a great period of time where if you're in sales or anything like that, you can make a lot of sales and achieve a lot of things. Or you might be implementing some new uh, or investing in some new skills or tools or resources to to sell more and to market your skills more effectively. So, you know, this is a, um, a busy period of time when it comes to work and career. You might also find that there's a tendency to get into little hiccups or conflicts or disagreements with people at work, figures of authority at work. You might be asserting yourself more, making decisions more quickly, you know, under fire, you have a lot to do. And then Maybe there are some consequences to that or problems that are created and then you have to have conversations with bosses or something like that. But overall, I think that this is going to be an energy that teaches you, especially through the retrograde cycle, to invest your energy effectively, especially when it comes to, you know, um, dollar dollar bills because Mars rules your eighth house. So this is this is about investments of your money, how your career supports your your finances, where you want to spend your energy, and um, what kind of agreements you want to make when it comes to uh, your career. Do you see the kind of resources coming through for the energy you're putting in in your career? 
um, vice versa, that kind of thing. So, you know, this is really a period of time in which I think you're probably going to be um, busy talking and learning and studying and selling and and focusing the energy that you've got on uh, creating, sustaining, or changing something in your career. Now for Libra, the energy of Mars and Gemini happens in your ninth house. This is beautiful because it makes a trine to your ascendant sun or moon, whichever sign you're listening for as a Libra. And so you've got a lot of harmonious energy to kind of help balance the energy of Mars and Gemini and mitigate some of the potentially challenging influences that can come about, like the restlessness and the anxiety and like lots of thoughts and urgency and eagerness and accidents and conflicts conflicts and disagreements it's not to say that you won't have those it's just to say that those things are probably going to be a little bit easier to resolve when they do occur for libra because of this trine which is very supportive i think this is a great energy for you when it comes to uh, making commitments in a partnership that helps support you financially making uh you know commitments in a relationship around you know the code of ethics and beliefs that you all operate on. This is a good time for transforming your belief systems, really stepping into your personal power when it comes to your belief systems as well, and making a lot of you know strides when it comes to what you believe and, and, and sharing that with a partner. And I keep bringing that up because Mars is correlated to your seventh house through Aries. And this is the area of life related to partnerships. So this could be, you know, deals that you're making financially with a, a business agreement that help drive your business forward and and making new commitments in that area or could be something that you and a relation a close relationship are doing uh, together that help really improve your sense of self-esteem or help support you finan financially so this is really good you might be changing your beliefs around food and diet and nourishment as well and that will help you to have more energy and all of that energy is something that you're using to explore to get out in your community to travel more and to uh, study something or to teach something um, and that's what mars and gemini is about things that you need to be careful of because the ninth house is not just travel and explore exploration and studying things and learning things and teaching things it's also like it's also legal affairs and foreign affairs and so for anyone involved in those things there might be some hiccups there mars can cause some disagreements and problems there um it could cause some interruptions there changes of plans and so um you're gonna have to learn to kind of go with the flow there and also make some some quick decisions i think um when that comes around if that comes around but overall i think this is a really positive energy a really hopeful energy that has you feeling you're more like yourself than you have in a long time. All right, for Scorpio, Mars is transiting your eighth house. The eighth house is the house of Scorpionic energy. So you're familiar with this, okay? Now this is about deep transformation, deep trauma, core wounds. This is also about, on a financial level, debt, investments, inheritances, taxes, fines, fees, money that you share with a partner, that sort of thing. This is about sharing of power, opening up to vulnerability for healing, and going down into the depths of why things are the way they are in the way that you respond emotionally. This is about uh, anger that you might have, resentment that you have, deep issues, 
where you are harboring anger and resentment can surface around this time and might you might find yourself feeling a bit more reactive, a bit more explosive, and there's going to be an opportunity here through Mars and Gemini to really understand those things at a deep level and to make a lot of headway when it comes to your healing. On a financial level, this is a great opportunity for you to get your investments in order and to think about uh, getting your money in the right place for the long term and seeing some gains come through, uh, whether you're doing that with a partner or getting a loan for something um, or you know, moving forward to invest in your health in a different way or your work in a different way uh, for the long term. Gemini energy here could also have you very interested in studying something of the occult nature, something taboo. Um, this could be, you know, Tantra, uh, something related to, you know, um, sex, Tantric relationships, that sort of thing, or occult practices, uh, astrology, anything that the world con considers to be taboo is something that you might find yourself really motivated and interested in studying around this time too, because the eighth house also re represents those topics. So you're probably going to find yourself, I think, really focusing on how you share power with other people in your life, in your life, and where you give away power too easily and then find yourself feeling angry or resentful. And so during the retrograde cycle, uh, towards the end of October all the way through January, you can come to a great degree of clarity and really take back and rebalance that power and, and get things in order there so that you can feel a little bit more resolved about um, things that have gone maybe not to your liking or not the way you wanted in the past, make a lot of headway with your healing there. And, and then in the end, by the end of March, when Mars is direct again, this could really serve to help you understand yourself better at a deep core level. I'll be honest with you, Scorpio, though, this is like a little bit more of an intense energy just because of where it's situated in your chart. So this could be a period of time where you find yourself like maybe running up against obstacles and kind of in conflict or in weird tension with other people. But it, it's really meant to teach you how to uh, balance effectively um, your own energy and to only take responsibility for for what you can control and to take charge of your own happiness and assert yourself in the right places and let go of what you can't control. And, you know, by the end of this, I think this is um, going to be really allowing you to make a lot of headway when it comes to, you know, who you are and, and, and your own life story. That's really going to actually spill over into benefits for your health. And, and the reason why I say that is because Mars is also associated with your sixth house. So this is about also considering the ways in which you spend your, your time day to day. You know, what media are you consuming and how does it affect how you're feeling? And how are you getting caught up and distracted during the day and like wasting your energy and time? And how does that translate really to like wasted financial resources as well? And just getting those things balanced. And um, if you do any kind of investing for work, this could be a time where you achieve a great deal and could you could see some kind of like swings. You might be taking more risks and, and needing to, to think about how to get those things kind of controlled and in a more measured pace. But overall, I think that this, by the end of this transit in the spring of next year, you'll be in a new place where you've really got your uh, energy focused in a good way on a day-to-day -day basis so that you can get everything done that you want to do. You can take care of yourself, you got your health routines in order, you got your work in order, you got your money in order, and therefore you've got your emotions in order. That's what this one's all about for Scorpio. 
Now, for Sagittarius, this energy of Mars and Gemini is transiting your seventh house. So there's a couple things that could come up here. And first, we're going to talk about seventh house as being the partner him or herself. So this other person in your life, whether it's a very close friendship, a business relationship, your marriage partner, a long-term relationship, this could represent that person being really, really busy. So the Mars and Gemini energy could show up in the life of your partner. Maybe if it's not you yourself, it's that other person. That person is go, go, go. That person's doing a lot, learning a lot, communicating a lot, got a lot on their plate, lots of messages, lots to do, busy, 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 busy. And because of that, you might find yourself maybe not sure that you're getting exactly what you want or need out of the partnership and then there could be some butting of heads arguments conflicts tension energy to figure out how to rebalance and redistribute the power in the relationship so that it feels really good for both parties and this could also be your partner feeling kind of anxious there's some anxiety in the air and then you catch that and you don't know what to do and then all of that okay so that could be one way this manifests but this could also be you finding yourself personally in conflict with your partnership um for a different reason. This could be you saying no to contracts, um, choosing to deny things that, you know, opportunities that come your way to work with other people you might say no to. Uh, you might be achieving a lot in that area and you gotta figure out like, which ones are worth my time and which ones aren't. That sort of thing could come up here. And you've gotta be really focused and deliberate with that energy as well. You could achieve a lot when you work in partnership though. There could be some butting of heads Maybe it's with a friend, maybe it's with a partner, maybe it's with a business partner, whatever it is. Okay, you can achieve a lot when you work in collaboration with other people. But, you know, there might be some conflict and you're just going to have to learn how to navigate that. That's part of what this energy really is. And I think, you know, the retrograde cycle from the end of October to January 12th will help you to do that effectively. If you work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, a lot of people will find themselves in that situation. If you work with people one-on-one, -on -one, you might find that your books are really full and you're really busy uh, with Mars and Gemini. There's just like a lot of activity. So you'll want to make sure that you slow yourself down consciously there when it comes to that. So Mars is also related to your fifth house. So um, that makes me think that you've probably got like a lot of creative projects going on or you're dating or feeling really social and really excited and positive and optimistic. And so it can be easy to maybe feel... Um, so bold, so enthusiastic that you take some risks that later have consequences that you have to learn how to manage appropriately by the time Mars is in squared to Neptune in uh, your fourth house and uh, in trying to Saturn in your third house. So, you know, how do I communicate in a way that is stable and long-term and mature and responsible and keeps things in order and truthful and honest and and harmonious with everyone in my family life and, and that sort of thing. Those are the kinds of ideas you might be working through and the kinds of uh, obstacles you might face over the next seven months. Um, Mars is also re related to your 12th house, so I think you're probably working really hard to end something that you feel no longer serves you in your life and let go of old cycles and kind of step into a fresh spring energy of a new season in life. So big endings coming um, could be desired or not. Uh, but that Mars helps you start something new in response to those things. Uh, clarity over the subconscious mind, making a lot of headway and achievements in that area as well. Um, being really focused and full of intent when it comes to any kind of spiritual practices that you maintain to keep your energy uh, in line. So that's yoga, meditation, retreats, vacations, any of that kind of thing. You might be traveling a lot with a partner, or taking some time out with a partner, that sort of thing. Uh, I think that's... What's on the horizon when it comes to Mars, at least, for your chart over the next seven months, Sagittarius? 
All right, now, so for Capricorn, you've got Mars transiting your sixth house. Sixth house is the area of health, routines, day-to-day -day schedule, it's work, coworkers, collaborations, that sort of thing. So on the very baseline level, I think what is happening is probably gonna feel busier, uh, doing more projects, connecting with more people, being out on the town more, things to do, uh, people to see, that kind of energy. Just busier. You might also find yourself studying new things about health, implementing a new fitness routine, and adding more to your schedule when it comes to how you take care of yourself, and maybe some new interests when it comes to how you move your body uh, and how you how you take care of yourself. Mars is also connected to your 11th house. That's uh, Scorpio for you. And so to me, this is a really, really social energy where you've just got a lot of people you know, that you're hanging out with some for casual contacts, others you're serving through work, people that you need to see, places you need to go. Again, Aries is also your fourth house of home, family, property. So maybe you are um, busy supporting your partner or your family in some way. Your schedule might be more packed because you're taking care of a parent, something like that. Um, busier due to projects with your home, that you're something you're renovating or properties that you're managing or something like that. Uh, sixth house is sometimes associated with contracts. So you might be, you know, trying to buy a house or something like that, and and that could put the pressure on. You might feel some sense of urgency around that with Mars and Gemini, urgency around pro projects. Those projects, whether it's work, whether it's home, family, whatever it is, it could get interrupted. You might find that things feel a little chaotic, like you start something and then they change again, or you don't, you're not sure which decision to make given like a tight time schedule, and there's just a lot of pressure around that sort of thing. And so, you know, if anyone can handle that, that's Capricorn for sure. So um, Mars and Gemini might just have you feel uh, feeling a little more scattered than usual because there's, there's just a lot going on, a lot you're excited about, a lot of thoughts and chatter in the head. So um, overall, you know, I think it's by the end of March, you'll learn how to really manage your day-to-day -day very effectively so that you can give energy to the people that you want to see, socialize in the way that uh, is most effective for you and still take time away for yourself so that you can be at home and rest and feel grounded and secure. Uh, but you can achieve a lot with work or projects that you have. You can meet some new people. And overall, I think it will be beneficial for your health too with any new routines or practices that you're starting around this time. So for Aquarius, Mars is transiting your fifth house. Really lucky placement for Mars to be in for seven whole months because it will make a trine to your ascendant, sun or moon, whichever sign is Aquarius that you're listening to this for. And the fifth house is all about having fun, feeling happier, more success coming your way, feeling more optimistic about life, new creative projects, new things that you're passionate about. Fifth house is also dating and sex and, and just adding more pleasure and and good feeling things to your life. And so this is really good. You could make a lot of headway there. You could feel more confident. You could be doing things that you're more interested in and that you that really light you up and that are just for you and feeling more of um, your own power coming through as you make decisions that prioritize what you want and who you are and what really matters to you and you alone. So that's good for that. But because of that, you might really be on a roll and you might step on some people's toes and you could uh, find yourself in conflict a little bit with your siblings or with uh, extended family or your neighbors, your community. And that can be uncomfortable for an Aquarius who just wants everybody to be um, you know, doing their own thing and, and happy and satisfied. So you might find yourself reassessing where you're spending your energy 
when it comes to the retrograde cycle at the end of October and through mid-January. But then by the end of March, you can really have done a lot when it comes to creative projects that especially really affect the long-term goals that you have for your career because Mars rules your 10th house Scorpio. And so this could be a time where you're working on a lot of creative projects that you're passionate about that are, you know, maybe correlated to your career and what you want to do in your career. New me media projects that you're advertising or, you know, working on selling something or learning learning new skills for your career, or going to school for something so that you can kind of get an idea of what, how you want your life to go and what's important to you and what you're trying to do there. So overall, I think this is a really positive time for Aquarius. All right, now for Pisces, you have Mars and Gemini transiting the fourth house of home, family, and property. So I think at a baseline level, there's gonna be a lot of changes in this area. A lot of interest in maybe, uh, so for Mars and Gemini, so for Pisces, you've got Mars and Gemini in the fourth house. So at a baseline, I think there's going to be a lot of change or uh... so for Pisces, you have Mars and Gemini in the fourth house. The fourth house is home, family, place of living, property, the confines of your own personal life and sense of security and emotional well-being. So with Mars and Gemini over the next seven months, I think there's going to probably be a lot of changes in that area. Some may be uh, having some big changes to their family structure that you've got to adapt to and constantly feeling like you're on the go responding to problems and situations. Some may feel that you, uh, some might be working on a big project with their home, renovating property, um, purchasing property, managing properties. Some may be living uh, a bit more of a nomadic lifestyle. Gemini has to do with travel. It has to do with uh, community and exploration and moving around our community. And Mars also rules your ninth house of travel, Scorpio. And so you could be you know, on the go more than you might have been in the past. A lot of travel coming up. And so just kind of feeling that new sense of being in movement and having to figure out how to ground yourself from that perspective over the next seven months. You know, the fourth house is a lot about grounding. So thinking about how to do that when things are constantly on the go, when your plans get interrupted, when situations change, when family looks different than it has in the past, when you're more on your own, when you have to be more self-reliant, that sort of thing, when you have to make decisions quickly and, and respond to situations. So that could be something coming up for Pisces. Um, Mars also correlates to your second second house with Aries, so something about this could also have to do with like making big purchases, spending a lot more money, or thinking about how you bring income in in a new way, uh, so that you can support family or support this new lifestyle that you're thinking about implementing. Something there, or you could also be thinking a lot about feeling confident on your own and independently. The second house is also about, um, you know, your own sense of self-reliance. So lots of changes there. You know, um, you might find this is an influence that could also find you like in a little bit of conflict with family, arguments with family, tension with family that will naturally resolve. But, you know, there could be some weird energy there where you're going to have to figure out how to assert yourself while also not overdoing it, right? Uh, and so that's something you'll probably focus on a little bit more during the retrograde cycle uh, between the end of October and mid-January. Overall, I think this period will have you feeling much more confident and secure in who you are and uh, living in a place that really feels like it's aligned for you. 
So that's Mars in Gemini. I did want to share one more thing before we go. And this is actually something I saw from Astrolada, if you're familiar with her channel. Phenomenal astrologer. I would recommend you check her out if you don't know her. She's like the household name OG in astrology, especially when it comes to astrology on YouTube. She was making a point about uh, Mars from the sidereal perspective, which was actually going to be entering Taurus for this seven-month period. Now, when you look at uh, tropical Western astrology, it's based on the equinoxes, and that's what I practice. I practice Western astrology. It's really relevant for uh, our earthly experience and what happens to us as individuals and how we process things psychologically and, and, and the way that the astrology is mirroring our conscious experience on Earth. It's kind of like Earth, Earth local. But when you look at sidereal astrology, which is based on the procession of the equinoxes and, and where they point in the sky and the constellations today, which has evolved over thousands of years, that actually places Mars in Taurus. It's a different system of astrology that I don't practice as often, but it's still relevant to consider here because of the fact that Uranus and uh, the North Node are in Taurus from a Western perspective. And those influences mirrored now could cause continued upheaval and issues and stress and crisis when it comes to supply chains, financial systems, uh, food and resources and energy, all those torn things that we've been talking about with the North Node there and the eclipses hitting that axis from a Western perspective. So just something that I felt like, you know, was worth noting if you're interested in sidereal astrology at all, if you follow those systems at all, Mars and Taurus from that perspective, will um, probably accentuate some of the same things that we've been seeing with this North Node Taurus energy on a collective level. I don't think so much on a personal level, but on a collective level. And you can check out her video on Mars and Gemini for more information on that. She talks about it a little bit more in depth, and I thought you might find that useful. Anyway, if you like this video, please subscribe. I cannot believe that I was not recording the audio for this second half of the video, so sorry if it sounds crappy. I just realized that right now. I'll call that some Mars and Gemini stuff. I'm not gonna re-record it, but anyway, if you like this video, like and subscribe, and I'll see you in the next one with energy.